Hi, welcome to the Out of the Map Podcast. My name is Ben Scott. Joining me, as always, is Andy Twitty. Hello, 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 hello. And Connor Twitty. What's up, fuckers? <laughs> and uh, before we get going, I want to make a quick announcement for everybody that listens to the podcast and has this whole time or is new to the show. Uh, we are now available in audio-only form. We've been a video podcast for the most part only on YouTube, but we are now audio only, so you can listen to us at your office desk, you know, while you're mowing the grass or taking a bath or getting tattooed or whatever you might be doing. That you smoke a fat doinks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Listen to our podcast. But um, we're on a plethora and an increasing list. And uh, we're using a service called Anchor that Spotify put us in contact with. Uh, so through Anchor, you can find all of the different podcast services. Uh, so if you go to Anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M, like the radio. Uh, so it's Anchor dot F-M slash out of the map. And that will link you to Spotify, our YouTube channel, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Instagram, uh, outofthemap.net. It's our website, and more will be on the way. So just check anchor.fm slash out of the map uh, to see if our pod, uh, see if we're on the podcast service of your choice. And if not, you can leave a message, and we can work on getting it added. So if you use like uh, something that's not on that list, just let us know. Or if you want to send feedback or questions or anything, you could do that all there. Um, or or hear me out. Download fucking Spotify like everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but for real. I found out everybody. I appreciate you. Over the weekend we got added to Radio Public and I was like I was like I've never heard of this and That's then good. I I looked and me it, it was like on the top list, so a lot of people use Radio Public apparently. Um That's awesome. Yeah. So Shout out to us, man. Yeah. But uh getting added to random shit. Apple Podcast is probably on the way. It was in the list, so as long as we get approved, and Anchor is doing all of the approving for us. So all the work. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They basically got our foot in the door. So shouts out to Anchor. Um, but anyway, that takes care of the housekeeping. Uh, what have y'all y'all been up to? How's life going? Hot. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> been sitting on a mower for me like i love it because it's you know better than what i was doing last summer with cleaning bathhouses and shit oh but riding a mower for multiple miles in 90 degree weather kind of sucks but yeah, i bet it's better than yeah, taking out trash and cleaning bathhouses so <laughs> or pushing i'll do that, too. I'll do that too i'm saying for, for miles though oh yeah for miles no <laughs> yeah <coughs> that would be trash <coughs> but it's just like we cut the beach road today and it's just there's so many fucking people out and like I'm like dude y'all see mowers and you know we shut down and let people walk by but then you have the people that like walk by us and then one like like the runners like I'm get it you know you want to keep up your routine while you're on vacation of you know staying healthy and shit like I respect that but don't run by somebody who's trying to work and then stop and like lean against the sign and like stretch like get out the way yeah yeah. Yeah, like, we've had so many people run by us and then like start stretching. Like, I get it. You don't, you know, you don't want to get a cramp or nothing. But like, if you're gonna do it, don't get in the way. It's much trying to do their job. Like, it's I'm not stop. You could have stopped before you got to that person or after. Yeah, us. it's like to stop you right know, let us go by you and then do your stretches or whatever. Like, but I mean, we had like 
I don't know, one of my coworkers, like, I wasn't even helping him today, and then I got finished with my job first thing this morning, and then ran to the store for my boss and bought some shit, and then uh, my boss was gone doing something else, because he's running two departments now, so I called my supervisor, and he's like, I don't really have anything for you, so I called the mowing guys, and I called them, and they, and normally those two can cut the full town in like three days, I mean, they have their whole schedule, and they're fast on those mowers. Yeah, I mean, they did the whole town in, like, three days, but, um, wow. I called one of them, and he was like, dude, I'm not even in the town hall yet, and, <laughs> you know, that's only, it's, I mean, it's not, a, I mean, Nags heads what, five or six miles long, Six miles? Jesus <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, I don't know, I honestly don't even know how long Nags head is, but, you know, he's maybe two, three miles down, and he's only doing from, like, the end of that Kittle Hills line where our shop is to <clears throat> KF or to where Jeanette's Pier is. Mm-hmm. And he it took him three hours to get to Town Hall, which is right there where Lafa got us. On the beach you're talking about yeah. on the beach road though. The whole on time. the beach road, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's like dude, he's like I had to pull in somebody's driveway and sit there for like ten minutes just to wait for people to get by. He goes, I I have no chance of going. Yeah. So uh, let me kick you a for instance really quick because I was in a situation recently that I think I may have made the right call. Um, I'm a, Is my mic echoing again? No, it's actually really no. good. Okay, cool. Um, we, uh, I, I had I ran out, got into my car after it had been parked in a parking spot, and there was a guy mowing the grass, and he was near the car. And so I jumped in the car. And instead of sitting there trying to put in my GPS location and get Spotify podcasts playing and doing all that shit, I just saw he was probably – he was definitely waiting on me. So I just got in my car without even putting my seatbelt on, put the car in reverse and got the fuck out of there and then just put it on and put everything else in at the stop sign at the corner. That was the, that was the right call. That's, I mean, that's what you would prefer in I'm moments. sure he greatly appreciated it. Yeah, I mean the worker <laughs> obviously but like – I mean, I, the fact of, like, you know, you putting your seatbelt on, like, that probably could have happened first, but, like, yeah, yeah it's like, the people that will sit there and just, like, they see you waiting, and then they still, like, the last week when we did it, um, I cut the, the south end from, like, Jeanette's down to into South Nags Head, and uh, mm. the guy that was doing the north end that he, the north end normally takes, like, less time to do it than the south end because there's less area to cover, and so he, they always like hop in the trailer in the truck and yep. you know meet me at the end and they they work. I gotta answer me. a work call. But the guy and I uh, I started after the uh, the guy doing the north end. He said that he had some lady jog by him and then stop and talk to somebody for like five or ten minutes. And he's like having to sit there and wait for him because they're in the middle of the bike path and he can't. He's like I can't you know cut by him because all it does is me go by him with the blades going and they call and complain and he goes it's <coughs> my job. Exactly. It is what it is. It's better than cleaning bathhouses and uh, trash runs. So I get to ruin people's mornings by tagging and throwing away their chairs and tents for leaving on the beach. It's a good time, right? Yachty. Sucks this. Ooh, I'm on Destiny right now, y'all. Had and some, the some Karen out there most the recent, most recent Iron Banner gear is awesome as fuck. <laughs> Go check it out.
I think but, we lost Ben. Yeah, I think we did too. <laughs> In the arms of well, I guess. Do we oh, do we keep going? <laughs> like, I mean, I'll talk about my day was, now. Okay, today was my day, day off. Yeah. <clears throat> today was my day off, but I went to work instead, and I tattooed. You tattooed for hours. Out? No, I tattooed him yesterday. I tattooed yeah. some some line whip flowers and birds. You know, some cool stuff. Oh, that's right. You keep Someone that has sent the group chat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you straight? But, yeah, I did that. My bad. Sorry about it. that. And I'm like, are you straight? Sorry, what? Yeah, are... you're talking stories, bro. What did I miss? Always bullshit of the day. You'll hear it. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, I will. Now that we're on Spotify. <laughs> I was talking about... Connor's talking about cutting grass, bro. You ain't missing nothing. Okay. Like, yeah, you, you ain't missing nothing, bro. Okay. Connor's like, like Forrest Gump talking about shrimp, talking about grass, bro. And I'm like, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, well, you're, hey, you're he Forrest. About my... Hey, it's life, man. Hey. I think I think that one of the best yeah. things about our show no, is feel... that we're we're just a couple of guys, you know. Just guys being dudes. Just a dude. Talking about life. Dude, be another dude. Yeah. That's right. Just a dude dressed like another dude. Disguised as another dude. <laughs> Yeah, dude. No, I was okay. saying that like, I worked a half day today because you know, I had a reschedule from Red Dead Stella being born, and the hustle never sleeps. So, yeah. uh, <clears throat> yeah, I did that tattoo I sent in the group chat, and it was pretty dope. Yeah, no, uh, that one's that was killer, man. You've been firing on all cylinders lately. I feel like this break bro, did I'm so trying. much for you. It did, man. Like I needed that, like my mental health needed that break. I hadn't, I hadn't had time off. And then it was just like life kept handing me like really shitty circumstances like over and over and over and over and over. Yeah. So to have like um, extended extended time off, knowing that it wasn't like because I didn't have a job, but it was because like you know an unforeseen situation. Yeah. Really did. Yeah, it really did me a solid. Hell yeah. So your boy needed a break. I needed a recharge. Yeah. We've been like fucking. We took a, we took a vacation to Vegas in 2019, January. That was the first vacation I had taken in like five years, four years. Damn. Yeah. Pretty much decided to be back from Vegas. Yeah. yeah. You were overdue. And then I, with the apprenticeship and stuff. Yeah. Mm. The boy worked for us a year straight. The shit was trash. Worth it. <clears throat> trash. <laughs> like. Yeah. Um. I, I tell everybody, I'm like, I could never explain to you tired until that was my life, and I worked every day. Yeah. That's something that, uh, you know, when I look at, uh, like, the the through line of friendship that we all have, and, like, uh, I think it's all built, essentially, at the end of the day, on mutual respect for one another. And we see that in, mm-hmm. the, in the physical representation of the work that we're willing to put in, and what when we're willing to do it you know like uh i think at different times in all of our lives there have been times where life beat us down but instead of fucking feeling sorry for ourselves we just fucking got after it and i think that's what sets mm-hmm. at least the three of us like i feel like i can I, I've, I've seen those those moments in one way or another between the three of us and uh uh so it's probably the type of shit that makes our parents proud of us to an extent <laughs> Right, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm like, we did I. Yeah, at least we're we trying. Yeah. yeah, right. <coughs> yeah, I mean, dudes. Uh, I was uh, I was talking about having a fucking weird day. I had, like uh, I woke up, had to 
it's uh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I have to go into the office, so I like packed all my like my desktop up, packed everything, took it all into the office, got a bunch of stuff done, and then had to cut out. I had I made a one thirty doctor's appointment uh, to talk about anxiety because it's just been. Uh, a lot of circumstantial shit going on. I'm, I know y'all have. There's a lot of private stuff, but y'all know about what's going on behind the scenes and trying to balance everything. And uh, just uh, the thing I've tried to do for a really long time is uh, I've tried to think my way out of everything. I was like, oh, I know, I can, I can, I can think my way out of this, or at least I can, I can, I, I can find a way to cope. And for a long time, like self medicating was that, uh, and. And trying to, uh, you know, uh, figure out my diet and do all of these different things that I've been doing in the last year or so. And uh, fucking uh, went went to talk to somebody today because basically after all of that stuff, I realized I just couldn't do it on my own. I couldn't think my way out of it. Uh, But fucking uh, went and talked to somebody today and uh, found out that uh, I have at least high-functioning OCD which now that she said it and like uh, connected all of the dots for me makes perfect sense. Like I'm just like she kicked me the example. She was like, "Are you a perfectionist?" And I was like, "And I know this is just a vertical slice of the the visit I had today. It's not enough to base anything off of, but just to give you an example of one of the things." She was like, "Uh, you know, are you a perfectionist?" And I was like, "Well, what do you mean by that? You know, because I, I I've never defined myself that way." And she was like, "Well, like uh." Right. For example, uh, if you're at work and you're doing a group project or you're in school and you're doing a group project and you get group with somebody and you just know that they're not going to do it to the standard that you have, so you're going to take it upon yourself to do it for them without saying anything and just tell them like, hey, I did it. Don't worry about it. And, uh, And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll do. I do. I I've been doing. That's been like the last. That's 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 all I do at work. Is especially with right. everything going on right now. Is trying to get to everything one so I can get the credit for it. Two so I can do it the right way. And everyone goes, "Wow, look, Ben did all of that, and he did it right the first time. Look at him." And I'm doing it all for that. That pat on the back I know is never coming. It's never coming down the pipeline. But I'm doing it all for that so that I can maybe keep my job or uh put off any criticism i think that there is or anything like that and i just like when she said that i was just like oh fuck like yeah yeah no and then the more we got into everything else it was just like oh man like i uh yeah and because of that there's all of this anxiety and the fact that there's so much going on right now that is just completely out of my control there's no way I can control it when all my OCD wants to do is control everything uh, and try to at least uh, have my say in it. And for there to be so many things right now that where my life feels like it, I have no say. It's just I have to see where yeah. everything lands. Uh, yeah, so basically uh, I didn't get prescribed anything I, I, because of like uh, – there's no like immediate health concerns or anything. Uh, I'm just going to start seeing a therapist and go to counseling and figure all that shit out. But it's just been, dude, it's been a fucking whirlwind. So like when you're saying all that stuff, Andy, about uh, 
it feels like just one thing after another, and you're just trying to figure it all out, and and also try to be the rock, you know, where you're like trying to, uh, yeah, yeah, like to, having to maintain and sustain. It's fucking yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. A huge thing for me is not letting people see me sweat. I, I, I mm-hmm, that's my thing too. Yeah, and so when when you hide it and you've got nowhere to go, you know. Especially right now, it's just exacerbated because I've got nowhere to hide. Brandy sees everything, you know? It's just like yeah. there's nowhere to to hide the chips in the paint, you know? I feel that. Yeah, so, yeah. it's uh, it, it feels like hey, uh, finally facing facts, really, but... Uh, <coughs> yeah. I mean, it's good to do, though, bro. I can tell you, like, I, I started seeing, like, a legitimate therapist... Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, and like one of those ones, like you know, you got to pay pay good money, hundred dollars an hour type shit to see. And like, was most people like I never never thought about you know that I would ever do it honestly because like I didn't think it was worth it. I guess you know I don't know. I hear you. And I was like going to therapy through. I was going th- through a spot in Nags Head that uh was um free because it was like through the government. Mm-hmm. So like, since I didn't have insurance, I could go because the government paid. You know, so it, uh, it worked out perfect. They had like some. It was like a. It was like a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, I they were just really hard to get into, and like they always tried to like pop me through to a different therapist. So it was like as soon as I started making progress with one, I started. You know, I'd get switched over to somebody else and have to start the whole process over again and learn how they like to, you know, work mm-hmm. with you and shit like that. And yeah. it was just really counterproductive. But yes, yeah. it's having an actual therapist now, bro. That shit's a game changer. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm ready to give it a shot because I, I I feel the same way. Like my fear is that I I'm not able to articulate how I actually feel, and this and I'm going to give this person the wrong idea of what's going on because I lost sight of or I'm lying to myself. And I don't even know what the truth is anymore. Like all of that shit. Like I'm just like I'm afraid. Like the you know when you're telling your mom something, but you have to leave out the fact that we were all stoned, or so, you know, like you have to leave yeah. certain aspects. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm afraid that not only will I do that to you know protect how this person sees me, but I may do that to protect how I see myself. And I, I uh, you can't do that. Though. And I know you can't do that. And you I, but I think on some yeah. level, I'm a, I've been afraid of uh, finally addressing a lot of that stuff and uh, admitting, like, kind of just coming to grips with things about myself that I thought that you could, uh, or that I could like think away or just like live differently. And so it's no longer true. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's just shit like that where I'm like, do I really want to, you know, I don't know. But whenever I talk to a doctor, I'm always super transparent, so I don't know what I'm concerned about. But I think that's all the overthinking and ruminating and shit. Doctors, man, they make you nervous no matter what. Yeah, Yeah, listen, doctors. Trust me. Yeah. I go to, I, I don't like them, and I go to them all the time. Yeah. That that was the one thing out of everything that was the most promising was, uh, before I lost all the weight, every time I'd go to the doctor, they would be like, are you nervous? Like, as soon as they would check my blood pressure, they would be like, are you nervous? And I'd be like, no. And they'd be like, wow, your blood pressure is pretty high. You should probably talk to somebody about that. And I'd be like, okay. 
And I remember one time I was at the grocery See? store with my arm in one of those things, and this old mm-hmm. guy walked by and was like, yeah. wow. And I was like, what? He, he, I was like, is that bad? And he was like, it's not good. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> See, they every time like I'd have my doctor's appointments when I was going to the hospital to have my treatments, mm-hmm. they would, uh, my blood pressure would be crazy high. And they would, well, do you feel okay? I'm like, yeah, I don't like it here. Yeah. Like, hmm. like you're, I'm like, and then they would take my blood pressure again. I'd be fine. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't like hospitals. I don't like doctors' offices. I don't, I don't like being here. Yeah. I was like, nothing against you guys. I was like, I just don't like it. Yeah. I was like, I never have. It's like you know, I guess doing all, the, like, been going through all the shit I've been through like, with my medical stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like doctors. I've had you know feeding tubes shoved up my nose and down my throat, and yeah, you know, multiple. You know, like, oh, trying to get a bunch of IV started when they can't get my IV started and just shit like that. And I'm yeah. like, I, I don't like yeah, them. There's PTSD there. It's like, yeah, fuck that. This place has got bad news written yeah, all over like, it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't, don't trust you guys. Yeah. Well, the, uh, the thing was is, like, I'm sitting there, like, my hands are, like, always sweaty. Like, every girlfriend I've ever had has been like, why are your hands so goddamn sweaty? I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I would always just be like, I'm nervous. You make me nervous. You know, just play it off, like, trying to, <laughs> trying to be endearing. and Trying to be all smooth. Yeah, and smooth. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, just, like, uh, uh, so, like, I'm nervous sitting there, and they're, they're, like, reading my vitals back, and I go, like, I was like, oh, hey, by the way, what was my blood pressure? Because they just didn't say anything. And they like read it off, and they're like, "Yeah, it was actually kind of funny because we only see vitals like this on like preteens, like people that don't have bills to pay." And they're like, "I'm like, oh, because every time usually it's been high." <laughs> and they're like, "Honestly, you have one of the yeah. lowest resting heart rates I've seen." It was like really, and I was like, "Wow, really?" And so like that was something that tipped them off that like I because I I told them about how I lost all the weight and then you know I was worried about inflammation and so I've been doing things to cut down inflammation and try to get the blood flow in my body going with hot baths and keep my immune system strong and doing all this shit. And, uh, and they were like, uh, they're like, well, if you know, you've, you've basically fixed all of the, the concerns that you would have had, like the numbness in my left leg went away. Uh, you know, my blood pressure is good. You know, all I've fixed all of that stuff. And they're like, but for, you to do all of that but still have anxiety like you're describing and have sweaty hands all the time and like yeah something something's up so yeah yeah i don't know i've got to uh i'll draw I'll, I'll, I'll i'm addressing it uh but i hear i hear that's you the, that's the thing going to the doctor is uh i mean oh i fucking hate it dude yeah for the the amount of bones that i've i know your situation is completely different you can't help it but the, the the amount of bones that I've broken and the times like like uh, this like uh, this like surgery for I, I had a hernia when I was a kid. I, I feel this when I go in there. I'm not uh, as soon as I walk in the door instantly. Like I think my armpits are still like I'm still sweating from being. It started when I went in there, and uh, I don't yeah. know. It's weird, but. That's the thing. It's like I try to explain to the people on my list. It's like it's nothing against you guys. Like you know, you guys are cool. Like it's fine. Yeah. But it's like I don't like being in here. Like I'm not comfortable. Like I don't, I don't like this at all. Like I'm never gonna like it. I'm sorry. Like you gotta come in here all the time. Like I know. I'm like you don't gotta <laughs> remind me that I. <laughs> I'm well aware of that. I was like you don't have to remind me that I'm I'm stuck here doing this shit for the rest of my life. Yeah. 
I was like, but it's not going to change the fact, like, my nurse that I had that comes to the house that does, uh, does my treatment here, she's always like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm 24, and you don't see people my age having a port, but she's like, well, maybe you should think about getting a port. I'm like, yeah, I'm 24, so I'm not getting a fucking port. I'm like, yeah. that's, I was like, no, I, I don't, she's like, well, you should think about it. I'm like, no. Is that similar like, to I, the one that they do for chemotherapy? It's pretty much what that is, yeah. Yeah, damn. Yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah, I don't blame you. I wouldn't want it either. Yeah, I was like, you know, with my job and stuff, like, I'm definitely not getting a port. Like, I yeah. I was like, my aunt had a bad experience with one. Like, one almost, you know, it fucked her up. I'm like, I don't. Yeah. Not doing it. Yeah. I was like, I'll quit doing my treatment before I do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shit. Fucking, I know that this is a MMA and video games podcast, and we fucking totally hey, swerved into reality. But, I, you know, I was listening back to... <laughs> if you to, don't like it, fast forward. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening back to some of our old episodes, and it was cool to, no, you to hear us. We used to shoot the shit a lot more during Out of the Map, but it, we used to yeah. play games at the same time, so uh, it was cool to see it. So I'm glad we got to just kind of catch up and talk about some real shit at the top of the show. Speaking of that, I need to pull up the card so I remember what happened with what since the card was kind of fucked up. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, let's go ahead and we'll transition to it. I know Andy is uh, doing something. I heard the baby He's cries, changing so. diapers. Yeah, so he's got his yeah, hands full he's for He's changing a, a diaper. But um, UFC... Oh, f- <laughs> that was really yeah. weird. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he was holding her she straight shit. Oh, really? He was like, bro, she's shitting right now. <laughs> I started laughing. Oh, my God. That's so funny. He's like, bro, she's shitting right now. I started, dude, I lost it. I was like, <laughs> I'm kind of bad for him afterwards, but I'm like, it's better you than me, dog. Yeah, that's better th- you than me. It's daddy problems, man. Exactly. Well, um, you, pull this card up. Let's see. UFC Fight Night. Uh, well, I guess it it was a it ended up being a UFC it was on like ESPN, Apex but 3. Apex three or four or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they called it Apex three. Okay, but uh, Poirier versus Hooker. Uh, let's just call it that. The whole card. Um, yeah, there we go. That does work. Let's, dude. Before we get into what is one of like, I mean, it was it was a great oh, no, main event. Up. But before we get to it, let's let's make our way through the prelims. Because I, like, so, I remember there being some really good fights. So the prelims to me were weird because, like, you know, I was trying to help Andy finish dinner that uh, Keely's mom had started mm-hmm. when she stopped by on Saturday. Yeah. And she had some chicken in the crock pot. And we just had to finish it. So we Ooh. were we kind of missed the Jordan Griffin fight. But yeah. I mean, from what I what I saw, that was a pretty good fight. Um, you know, it was pretty back and forth. Like I kind of thought. I think I thought Jordan Griffin won, or it was closer than what I was gonna what it was gonna be. But well, what I saw, oh, I, I thought I thought it was a good <coughs> good decision. <coughs> Sorry, I'm coughing. Um, no, you're good. I was wrong on like there was the weird mix-up where Sato versus Wit was listed on the prelim. They changed it, yeah. But they put Linz and Buzzer there he, instead. John Ennick <coughs> said something about there was a, a change in the in the card or some shit. That must have That's been That's what it. threw me off. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, because like, somebody else had to, like, back out. And I don't feel like, because I think it, I guess it was the Romero-Borella fight, and the, the, that one got canceled. 
due to non-COVID related yeah. issues, apparently. Well, was it wasn't Aspen Lad supposed to be that. on this card? That was main card. Oh, yeah, okay, that was main right. card. Yeah. So maybe that was her that they were talking about. I don't know. Yeah, but shit shifted around. But uh, yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, on, it was like, weird, but. My most of the picks, I forget what the, my final score was, but I had picked Griffin. I didn't even. Yeah, I did too. Fight. I think mine and yours were pretty close, and then yours and Andy's were. I mean, y'all, you and Andy were off by like one fight. Yeah, I think he picked Woodson. We all picked, and I picked pretty similarly. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but um, yeah. Uh, hey, shout out to fuck. Oh, well, uh, I can't remember her first name, but Hanson, who beat Frey or Fry. That was a great performance. Yeah, I got that one wrong. Yeah, I got that one wrong. I got that wrong too. I thought because Fry is an Invicta champion. I was like, oh, okay, this other girl's twenty. Yeah. She's gonna go in there and feel that experience, get crushed. All right, but no. See, that's what I thought too. I was like, yeah, was like, she's probably gonna get smoked because this girl's you know twenty. Chase Hooper is the only person younger than her in the UFC. She's he's younger than her by like a couple months. That's wild. She's <laughs> the youngest female fighter in UFC. Yeah, and and looked. Decent, like looked really good. Like yeah, could probably yeah. could definitely whoop my ass. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Uh, I guess this is where Lens and Bozer would fit into the the actual time frame or the timeline. But uh, I had picked Lens, but Bozer got it done. It was a knockout, right? There's that mullet power. Yeah, uh, yeah, just laid him down. But. Yeah, that I uh, uh, I mean, I felt so bad for Luis Pena, cause like he was like he looked so sharp, dude. He he looked good, and to get, uh, it was submitted that armbar, right? Dude, yeah, I uh, was bummed. Yeah, that uh, that sucked. There were a couple like surprise slippery he just submissions. Got, I mean, he just got caught. Yeah, I feel like Louis just got caught and just yeah, it happens, man. Like you know, I mean, look at Hannah Cyphers the other week and you know, she got caught with that <clears throat> that leg lock and shit. But yeah, definitely sucks. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I can, I still can't wait to see him fight again. Yeah, but oh yeah, dude, Louis Pena's that shit. Uh, but uh, you know, hey, good on uh, Worthy for pulling it off. Um, True. On to the main card. Uh, Woodson versus Erosa, which was a fucking great fight. Like it was, it was really entertaining. That was a good one. Woodson was built like Mike Kwiatkowski from. <laughs> it was at Mike <laughs> uh, Monsters Inc. Uh, he has the longest legs. Bro, bro. When you when you when you sent that to the group chat, I, <laughs> I busted out laughing. Yeah, uh, dude. Uh, yeah, just, just shout out to Erosa for. I, uh, I mean, because that's a catchweight fight, so it's shitty because it feels like it doesn't mean anything. Like, it was just a chance to put on a good show. So, I, and I don't even know what they usually fight at. Um, hold on, let me tell you real quick. My guess would be middleweights yeah, I gotta, I gotta, or welters. We're on the main card now? Yeah, we're on the main card now. Alright, sorry. I gotta find them. Um, yeah, no I want to say they... He Woodson his his first fight was in featherweight. Really? Wow. Okay. I remember. I, for some reason, I picture them bigger. Uh, so they're both wood. they're both they both normally fight featherweights. Mm. Arosa actually had just fought in May, and I don't remember watching him fight. 
Julio Arce? Ace? Hmm. Arce? I don't know how to say that. Yeah. Arce? Like ass and like British? No, it was like <laughs> A-R-C-E. Oh, okay. A-R-C-E. I don't know, I don't know yeah. how else that would be said. I mean, that. Yeah. I mean, Arce, it, yeah. Arce, I don't fucking know. It's literally like the, the second, well not half, but the second part of Darce. You know, it's like D apostrophe yeah. Arce. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, just shout out to him for getting the late... Like third round submission. Um. Uh, the welterweight fight after that. Takashi. Uh, Takashi yeah. Sato, dude. Forty-eight seconds, dude. So it, it was mean, bro. Brutal. Yeah. Uh. It got. I gotta feel I mean, bad. He said for... he wanted to put Japanese MMA fighters on the map. That yeah. I think he 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 he, he achieved his goal for the night in a big way. Yeah. They should have the the Tokyo Drift. Music play after that. <laughs> I, shouldn't, I shouldn't even try. But anyway, uh, that would have just been some gangster shit to walk out to after a knockout like that. Uh, I mean, uh, the Teriyaki Boys. That's what the band that, that does the song is called. Really? The Teriyaki Boys? Okay. Yeah, the Teriyaki Boys. I did not know that. Xavier Wolf does a song with them. Really? Or he's like, re- he like remixed the song, yeah. Okay. Is that like a... Yeah, about like car, actual, actual car shit. Oh, okay, cool. I was wondering, I was like, is that a song that holds up well in, by today's standards, or is that something that's a little dicey? I mean... You know, is it a bunch of white dudes like, parts sitting around doing like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Xavier Wolf raps around a lot about like Trailer Park Boys and like Initial D and other anime shit, okay. and so he kind of... He's also like big in the cars, and so he can like throws in rapping about cars cool. on top of the, like the beat and oh, do the yeah. intro for that song. Hell yeah. Yeah, I just remember the song from the the movie. To me that that song is so, like such a part of that movie. It's like the life like if it's not there oh, dude, yeah. that movie is not the same. Uh but anyway. Uh the Brendan Allen win over Kyle Dawkins. I mean that was a that was a good fight. Um, apparently Brendan Allen like broke like or fractured like a, a, in a couple places in the skull. It's crazy. Did he? And, and over the course of I that saw fight, the, yeah. like an old world bone or some shit like that. I was like, looking at the the medical suspensions and it was like or his like orbital bone and something else was messed up. I didn't realize he had taken that much damage. Like neither did I. I wasn't sure who was winning that one, but I didn't realize it was like he had taken that much damage. Here, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Oh, sorry. I know another Dawkins or how you say his name. He looked kind of pissed off that he lost, but I mean it was a close fight. I thought. Yeah, yeah, and, but to to me the third round was really the 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 definitive one for Brendan Allen. Um, but yeah, uh, which is crazy to think he had taken all that damage and still and then still yeah. brought it back. Where is he had to bring it back? Yeah. Yeah. But then, uh, fucking shout out to the crochet boss. Round three, hey. uh, three minutes and forty-four seconds into the fight, gets the probably the slipperiest, weird submission I've ever seen. Because like, it was, Bro, like, I don't. What did they end up calling it? An arm triangle, I think. Arm triangle from the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Bro, the crochet boss is the dude. Yeah. That's the man right there. Uh, he crocheted a it's weird like, submission. <laughs> bro like it was 
I was so stuck because I, I honestly thought he was going to get him because, I mean, he took some yeah. big shots. Yeah. I think. And I mean, like, he took big shots and he just took them, man. I would, dude, I was. I was nervous for him. I'm like, dude, you're taking really heavy shots, and he just fought. He took them. Yeah, I, I gave him. He, I'm sure, old boy thought he was gonna knock him out, and more Rich Green said, "Fuck you, I ain't going nowhere." Uh, at one point, Brandy was like, "I think Volante's gonna win this fight," and I was like, "Yeah, I think, I think I agree." I, I and I picked Maurice Green. I wanted him to win, but I was just like, at that, I think even Maurice Green would say, if it went to decision, he probably would have lost. I mean, it would have been a so, real toss. I feel like I feel like it was close. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, he did that. Got the tap. Let's go. Yeah, hey, hey, man. He, he was on. He's on a plane the next day, going to yeah. move to New Mexico. Hell yeah, dude! When he, as soon as he started crying in the interview, I was like, bro, bro. like, I love the UFC, <laughs> man. Like some of the most Andy, wholesome. Andy walked in my room and he was like, "Man, he was crying." Andy's holding Stella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's like, "Man, he's over here crying, talking about his kids. I'm over here holding my baby." Yeah. Dude, I'm I'm very much like I like it when like when Dustin Poirier cries or like t- t- tells those stories and like when you get when something when something like that I, like I start tearing up. I, yeah, I I start like thinking about what if I was in that like dude, man. I, Bro, I feel it's, it's like you can connect with them. I mean, they're not like. To me, I mean, they're celebrities to me, but it's like they're not, like, way above us celebrities. Like, I feel like, you know, yeah. actors and stuff are that. I feel like they're on, like, a different level. Like, a lot of fighters seem to still be, like, cool-ass people that, like, you know, are, yeah. like, you know, real cool with their fans. And, like, they'll talk to you if, they, if you see them and ask them, like, if you're not a jackass about it. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like they're, like, not above being a normal person still. No, not at all. Yeah, I, I with fighters it, it's very weird because it's like for the most part like they they put their all into this one thing and they get so good at it that that's what they're known for, you know. Unless you're like Conor McGregor, or Colby Covington, and you're known for the things that you say and some of the things that you do. I'll be I'll give Conor the, the, a, a little bit of respect in that regard, but I'm just a little salty on him right now. So uh, uh, Colby's known I'm talking for out of pocket, little bitch. Because what he is. <laughs> Yeah, Colby, we all know what he's doing. We get it. Uh, little bitch. But he, uh, uh, I forget where the fuck I was going with that. What were we talking about? Uh, uh, oh. People and their attitudes. And speaking of attitudes, yeah, wholesomeness. PMP. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, I was going to say. The, like, uh, I was going to keep going. <laughs> oh, well, well the, uh, the last thing I'll say is just like, uh, man, it's just the UFC is. Uh, you know, I, I know that everybody looks at it in very surface level. Yeah, it's cage fighting. Like, we get that. But at the same time, these people are very, uh, very human. And uh, some of the most wholesome moments that I've seen, like very, very human, beautiful moments, have taken place in post-fight interviews. Uh, uh, interviews of just, like, you know, Stylebender talking about what's going through his head before before he fights... Y'all Romero and Whitaker, like he's very he's somebody that I, I agree with in uh in in self discovery we find ourselves by shedding, not looking for external things. And uh I think that that is Right, I mean Dustin's prime example of that. I mean the man has his you know, his charity and shit and like I mean yeah. he's out here making you know, having with money doing fighting, like I don't know how what his salary was for this fight, but yeah. like, you know, he's making Decent. I'm sure 
decent money being a main event and like you know yeah. he's out here making sure doing charitable work and shit i mean that was the coolest yeah. thing like and giving back him to and Habib his was, community was you know Habib was gonna auction off that shirt you know yeah. they switched and whatnot after their fight and you know they need all the money to, to dustin's charity and it's like you know yeah. it's a shit like that like you said it's it's cool to see Dude, Habib still respect aspect. pays respect to Dustin. I saw him comment on a post today on Instagram that he was like, uh, Dustin's a good man. He represents the UFC well. It was, it was something along the lines. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, just, man, I love the UFC. Everybody's supposed to hate for Habib because he, he smashed their boy. Like, that's what they're, they're mad. Yeah. They just get mad that he smashed their boy. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. But anyway, PMP. Holding it down. PMP <laughs> holding it down, held it down like Dude, he said he was going to. Such, so, that was probably the most captivating moment in fight history. Was watching a man go in to the UFC with uh, fighting Mickey Gall, which isn't like it's not a joke. You know, he's a decent fighter. I mean, I think it's Mickey Gall. It's Mickey Gall. I know uh, the CM Punk thing happened. I feel like he never. He called out CM. He called out CM Punk like he was a hard ass. My bro, CM Punk trained for a fucking year. Yeah, like you're not that, not that cool. Sorry for sorry for your luck, but you're not. But 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 I mean, considering Mickey Gall was running his mouth as much as he was, yeah, like to get beat by the guy with his girlfriend as as the corner. Dude, that's gotta hurt, bro. <laughs> with his college girlfriend, with his college age girlfriend, and his the only person in his corner. Yeah. Asking and, where know, to put the Mike ice. Perry dominated. That's all she did. Dominated. Yeah, yeah. All three rounds. Like, I don't know how it wasn't ten nines or ten eights. All. I don't know how they gave. You know, I, I don't see it. Well, I I, I do feel like gave Mike ate Gall some like shots a, or whatever the hell it was. Like uh, th- th- he did, like he did, but. I don't see how that one gave him, like, I mean, I think one of them was, like, 20, they were, like, 29, 28s, but I'm like, dude, I feel like he had a couple shots, but I'm like, I just feel like he dominated the whole whole fight. And like I it agree. Was just, yeah. But, yeah. He golfed around in his mouth, like, he was going to be, you know, whooping his ass, and it yeah. didn't happen. I know, I know I don't really know what I'm talking about. I just know from fucking watching the fights and listening to podcasts, but... There's something about uh, Mike Perry's performance that I feel like he he said before that he didn't spar that much. Like he had a kind of a weird camp. It felt like he hadn't sparred in a while. Like his timing was off a little bit. Like that's yeah. But I mean, I have the untrained well, eyes. So on Instagram, know. like it. I mean, he didn't really. It didn't okay. seem like he was ever really at an actual gym. I mean, I'm sure a lot of them are closed and everything, but yeah. It really didn't seem like he was sparring. Like he had a couple posts like of him at a gym, like with two guys, like for like doing mitts and shit like that. But like otherwise, yeah. I mean, from what he posts on Instagram and follow him, like on the stories and shit, I never really saw him. Yeah. Hmm. Like, get prepared that way, but I mean, he said he watched a, a bunch of Naruto. So <laughs> and Avatar: The Last <laughs> I mean, Airbender. Avatar, yeah. 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 He watched a bunch of seasons of Naruto <laughs> and a bunch of Avatar, so. Yeah. Well, I, and that's he, how you mentally like. My takeaway was he's someone that knows how to fight. It's just he hadn't in a while. That was it. Like it, his timing just I felt a little. I think that's what off. he was trying to say too. Okay. Yeah. Mm. It's like I feel like that's what he was trying to get at because you know that's what he was, everybody was giving him shit about you know the coaches and shit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. He's like, you know, I know what I'm doing. He's like, but you know, the coaches want me to do it a specific. He like, 
they don't ever, I guess he can't do his thing while trying to do it the way they want, like a coach wants him to do it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's his, that was his issue with, like, you know, wanting to switch just having his girlfriend. Because, you know, somebody is there just to help him be his, like, you know, assistant more or less. Like, you know, help him with his water and bring him his stool and shit. But he's not having to worry about, like, trying to throw in another game plan on top of the game plan he already has. Due to yeah. he doesn't need Eddie Bravo being like maybe throwing a Minari roll and Smith this motherfucker <laughs> you know he doesn't like yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel so bad for Eddie yeah, Bravo he had his girlfriend just had his girlfriend just chilling there you know asking make sure where he needed the ice at and and yeah. you know getting the stool and all that he was good to go man yeah yeah man I mean great fight though it it was really fun. it was one of the most captivating moments. In, in TV for me recently, like, like, I, like, uh, Brandy and I were both sitting there, like, we were like, why are they cutting to commercial? Just let us see the corner. And when they left it the last time, Brandy was like, you know, they did that for us. Like, they were like, we gotta give them this. Like, this is worth more than the ads yeah. we've got ready to run. Let's give it to them. Especially because everybody was so, yeah, I mean, especially with it being Mike Perry with just his girlfriend, like, you know, everybody's like, what are, what are you, like, what has to be going on? Because, like, I mean, as he said, you know, he was about out shocked at the shock everybody and prove everybody wrong that you know doubted him. Yeah, that you know he it was just having his girlfriend. Oh, he was like smoked, and he's like, not. Nah, I guess I told you. Yeah, you know, it's he was ready. Yeah, I mean, I was stoked. <laughs> I was stoked to see him back. How much of it? His post fight interview. Do you think post fight interview was the best? Yeah, it was so good. Oh man, yeah, How much of it do you think was him being like? I made a promise to her she could go to my next fight, and I, I can't get her in here, uh, unless I make her Without my corner. Being... So I'm gonna make her my corner, well, you but can also have fuck to, coaches. I guess you can have up to three. Yeah, yeah. that's my thing. Is that you could have up to three. So it's like he he could have been she could have been like, yeah, let me be in your like at your next fight. And he's like, I right, bet you're gonna be the only one at my next fight. Yeah, yeah, just like this this early promise in their relationship. <laughs> Bro, I don't think they've been dating that long. Like he was married not too long ago. Yeah, that's the funny thing. <laughs> so, like, his last fight, I, I think, really, his ex-wife really was know. in his corner. I see. That's what like I think it was Tanner I was talking to. He was like, "Dude, you know the last time he had a, had a girl in his corner, he got smoked." That's when Jeff Neal broke his nose, or uh, Vincent Luque broke it. No, he, that is the gnarliest Vincent. nose break I've ever seen. Or was it was it Vincent Luque or was it Jeff Neal? No, Jeff Neal knocked him out. Vincent Luque broke his nose. Yeah. But yeah Do he yourself a favor. In his corner then. Viewers, if you haven't seen Mike Perry's broken nose, fuck, type Google. Go look it up. Mike Perry's broken nose. <laughs> it, Google and, that shit right now. And prepare yourself, because it is gnarly. The best was Andre Arlovsky comparing uh, it to his. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> He's God. He's like, we're twins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bro, at least you can have fun with it. Like, if you can't have fun with getting your nose destroyed like that, you're in the wrong profession. Completely obliterated. That's, um, well, since we're about to transition to the main event, I'll go ahead and do so by saying, speaking of somebody that is that wears the pain and has fun with it well, Dan Hooker and Dustin Poirier are de- dogs, bro. I think that Justin Gaethje was correct in saying that Dan Hooker kind of ha- at least has a spot at the big boys table now. Like we he's going to have to do more, I think ultimately, but man, I I I think that 
I, I don't want to say, like, I know Dustin said he could be sharper, but I, I think they both showed heart and great and were throwing bombs. I mean, uh, somebody counted. Dan Hooker landed 10-punch combination on Dustin Poirier in the second round. That's like... I mean, for sure. He, I mean, he did good. Like, I, yeah. I'm not, I won't say that at all. I feel like he thought he was going to do better than what he did. Yeah. Like, I don't think he was fully ready for Dustin Poirier. Like, he kind of wrote, some, <clears> wrote a check his ass, too. couldn't cash. Welcome back, yeah, Andy. I was going to say he was really... Thank you. Sorry, my baby was very uncontrollably upset. Hey, uh, no worries. Yeah. Um, Daddy duty calls. Yeah, no, she probably had gas. <laughs> but, um, no, I feel that like was earlier. He, um, I told you, man. It's just I shit feel like he got, <laughs> I feel like she, he, got a, he got a reality check, man. Like, he thought he was really on something because he beat Paul Felder. Mm. And, um, by decision. Decision. I didn't think he won, and like yeah. he really fought, like he he definitely held his own against Dustin Poirier, but like he wasn't ready, yeah, whatsoever. Nah. The way like, I it was a good it oh, was sorry. a good um baseline for him. Yeah, you know, fight Tony Ferguson next because he's you know Ooh. not as good as I was going to ask. So. I had some follow up questions after we got done talking with the main event. That's one of them. So, uh, well. What I, you know, I know I have an untrained eye, but I think I had made the prediction that Dustin or Dan was going to try to play the play the distance, chip away, play the points game a little bit, and I was, but I had predicted that I thought Dustin would penetrate through that and win the fight, and uh, I think that that that's what happened, and you see, you saw it happen over rounds one and two, where it felt like with that ten punch combination, I think. Dan kind of felt like he had to put him away. And then after round two, because of that, kind of gassed a little bit and hung on and uh, still put on a great fight and great performance. Like, even like at a just at a lesser oh, bro, degree. That was easily fight of the year so far. Like, you think better than Joanna? So that was amazing. And Whaley? Yeah, no, 100%. Like, okay. I wouldn't even say it's better, but it's on the same, same tier. Yeah. Like, if anything, round two the, is round of the year. That was insane. Yeah. You like ooh, that uh, Brandy and I were like on the jumping up and down, we're, like going crazy. We were so excited, man. Yeah, you don't see shit like that anymore. I was like very 2012. Oh, okay. Yeah, but uh, nobody fights like that in the UFC anymore. Yeah. So uh, uh go back and watch that. Oh, sorry. What's up? I was like, go back and watch the old like knockout videos from like prior to like. <laughs> Regulated elbows and shit like that. Yeah. It's like fucking blood sport. <laughs> yeah. Go to, like search on YouTube and then go oldest to newest. Like sort it that way and then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're just like Jesus Christ. Well, just like if you go on each other for money. Yeah, if you, you go, go on ESPN like, Plus and you watch like the. To slap old people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go on ESPN Plus to have like the the. Like top, the top, you know, one round wars and shit like that. None of them are from like new age. Mm-hmm. It's often like you know early cowboy career and stuff like older. Yeah, yeah. With the long shorts, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yep. <laughs> yeah. The sponsors. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just because some of the sponsors have you blurred out too. I'm like, oh, see, yeah, if y'all just had, if y'all just kept sponsors, you'd be fine. But no, yeah, get your sponsors. Yeah. So, so what do y'all think is next? For the, we'll start with Dan, Dan Hooker. You think Tony Ferguson? 
is the the best call. Tony Ferguson yeah. is the only he's the only viable option unless they unless use he fights down Dan as a and then well, goes so up. not even he fights down uh, somebody from below him fights him to move up like Charles Oliveira yeah. he becomes he be he becomes the segue to fight the top three mm. or to fight Habib you know yeah 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 okay. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I th- I th- I agree with that. It's it's got to be somebody that's either someone that's higher ranked that's coming off a loss, or somebody that's lower ranked that's coming off a win. I feel like it's the exactly the way to balance that. And yeah, I agree. It, um, it would be interesting. I would like, love to see him Tony versus lost. Tony. His, me too, because I mean, honestly, that would be the one fight that like I really think Tony would destroy somebody. You know, like, and do you think Tony would actually fight him, or, or like you know, stand up with like he did Justin, or do you think he'd take him down so that he doesn't get his? I ass think he would. Him? Well, my thing is, is like he got his ass whipped by Justin because Justin's a technical striker with a lot of power. Mm-hmm. Dan Hooker's a technical striker. Yeah. I feel like he that's has some gonna, power. That's all I'm gonna say. He has I mean, some power, but he's not Justin Gaethje. Justin mm-hmm. Gaethje would have fucking. I just feel like Justin Gaethje one. has that mass like, to him. Yeah, I know. He's so what I'm saying. Like, short, but he's and the, so and the thing is with Dan Hooker, like the thing is with him too, is like you know he's a he's a tall boy. Like don't get me wrong, he's like six two, but his reach is only like seventy seven, seventy eight inches. Like it's really yeah, it's not that for his not for that his long. height for his height. He has short ass arms. So like the stand up, you know, the stand up difference is there. But I think Tony's reach is damn near identical. So yeah. Yeah, it'd really be, be too complicated. Tyler would take his Tony toe to the ground. That'd probably be over. I've exactly, never seen and it'd be over. Too much on the ground. Well, I mean, yeah. Other than the the ground, you know, the ground game that against, he had yeah. against yeah. Dustin, but I mean, that wasn't really technical submissions or anything. It was just like holding him down and punching the shit out of him. Yeah, you know, the biz. Yeah, I w- I just want to see it because I feel like they're both kind of like uh they they wear the pain well. It's like they don't mind. They almost welcome yeah. it. And uh, I think it would just be a great fight. But uh, what about Dustin? What do, you, what do you think is next for Dustin Poirier? Uh, According you to your know, boy Ariel he wants him to fight Tony. Ariel uh, can suck a fat one, bro. He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Per <laughs> usual. I, um, I could see why they would do it. Dustin was like, bro, let me, let me relax first. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, my thing it's is, like, like, it, should be, it should be the, the, realest, the realest situation of... He fights the winner of Justin Habib, aka he fights Habib for the rematch. Yeah. Um, yeah. It'll be it'll be awesome, you know. Okay. Because I mean, Dustin has Dustin's oh, got a new lower half now, bro. Like he's ready to fight. Yeah. I mean, showed up. Like he's like, I got robot legs now. Like, <laughs> yeah. dude, he ate some mean I leg kicks. Like Wars. What's up? It's fucking awesome. Is it looking like Darth Maul in Clone Wars with the oh, yeah. robotic yeah. legs? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I, the only thing that I see changing anything is if fucking some reason, and I know that I, I almost don't want to bring it up, but I, I, I do want to say if Conor McGregor pipes up about Dustin Poirier and he thinks he can, he can still beat him the way he did before, which is usually what he throws in Poirier's face, I think... Poirier would take it one for the money and two because he knows he can beat him, and I think that he would. Oh, dude, he'd smoke Connor. He would do it in the meantime while he's waiting because, like, say, Poirier with the damage he took, he could be out for a little. I mean, it's not a lot, but he may be out for. He's a out while. for two months. Okay, two months. Say, I think that's what I said. I think it was sixty days. Is what I saw earlier. Uh, July, uh, let's say July. I, think. I could be. I, I could be wrong. Say he fights. It was two months. In, say he fights in November. 
then they could set up him fighting the winner of uh, Habib and Gaethje. After that, they could it easily. It just depends do that. on how long yeah they would be out. I mean, they, it yeah, might be yeah. like one of the last cards of the year. Like even if they fought like November or December, like you know they're fighting. I think they wanted to do Justin versus uh, Habib in like August or something like that. So mm-hmm. it's like if they did, if they did, you know, give them you say two months to heal, that'd be like October. Give them another month to train or for like a camp or whatever, and then you know, fight November December. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gagey says go. he needs eight weeks. Or the, that's what him and his coach said on the Joe Rogan podcast. I don't know if that still holds true, but they just said that after the Tony fight. So that's all he needs to prepare. Yeah, as long I mean, with no injuries. But yeah, it seems pretty pretty feasible for him to make cut and not have to stress it. Yeah. 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 So, uh, Andy, were there anything uh, about the card that we've that we passed that you want to go back and give a shout out to, like Maurice Green or um, anybody? First of all, first of all, I need to find out how to get a hold of Maurice Green so I can buy some of his crochet wear because this man is actually the crochet boss. His beanies are actually the crochet boss. I would like to buy one. I'm gonna see if his his Instagram has a website. Hold on. So it's got to. You know, shout out to my man. I'm sure he makes masks. Um, Number two, number two, I really would like to say shout out to my man PMP. For living that, uh, living yeah, that rap star life, yeah, ain't even done my taxes yet. I'm too turned up. Like <laughs> he, he's got it. Damn. And then my favorite part of that whole fight after he won was when he was sitting there and he was like, "Huh, huh, huh, <laughs> like yeah, that, like the noise, the specific noise. Like he just won a Tekken match. Fucking <laughs> yes, exactly. It was fucking perfect. He's yeah. he's oh, also the whole that card was on good. his website. All right, well. I want one. Hell I'll yeah. get one eventually. We need, we need to DM him. That's what's that, bro. Out of the map cro- crochet beanies. Crochet balls. Hook it up. <sighs> but, um, yeah, so, uh, let's see what else we got on the docket for today. Um, uh, shit. Well, I know it's two weeks out, but we may as well go ahead and talk about it since we know what the card is, at least right now. We'll do an update if anything changes. Uh, UFC 251, Usman versus Gilbert Burns. Predictions. Uh, pull, up the, <laughs> pull up the card really quick. Let's see. This one's got early prelims. Do you know that the main card starts at 6 a.m. Abu Dhabi time? So they're going to be fighting in the middle of the night, the early prelims and everything. Yeah, well, because it's well, they're because they're fighting outside too. So I mean, they have to. Otherwise, it's like a hundred and fucking thirty degrees. I was like, I was wondering how they were gonna do that. Like, when does the they, sun uh, rise? When does the sun? Like, it's gonna be dark for a while, right? Are they just gonna light it outside by the ocean? They're gonna light it. They probably have like stadium lights set up. That's fucking crazy, dude. That's so wild. I can't believe they're doing that. But yeah, because I was wondering like if they were gonna have like a stadium set up or if they were fighting like in a convention center because like, like they an airplane hangar. But yeah, dude, something. Because I was like wondering because like, like, it's so fucking hot there. I didn't know what they were doing. And then when I saw it outside, I was like, what the fuck? I don't even know what time six six a.m. Abu Dhabi time is compared to Eastern Standard. It's gonna be for me nine p.m. So it'll be ten p.m. for y'all. So it's gonna be late. That's about normal. Yeah. That's about normal for pay per view. For main for card, yeah. Uh, yeah, main cards, yeah. yeah. But um, I'll run through these uh, 
the fights on the early prelims really quick. They're going to start at 5 p.m. Uh, 4 4 p or no 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, bantamweight: Martin Day, Davy Grant. Ring a bell to anybody? Nope. All right. Women's bantamweight: Carl Rosa, or Carol Rosa. Sorry, I'm not paying attention. And uh, Vanessa Mello. Hello. <laughs> I said Carl. Yeah, that's my bad, Carl. Carol Rosa. I was like, damn, get in the house, Carl. <laughs> I'm so I'm so sorry. Uh, but uh, do, do they? I'm even more sorry because I'm making fun of <laughs> do, do, uh, do, do, Does that ring a bell to anybody? Sorry, I'm stammering. I'm trying to gracefully nope. get through this. Okay. Uh, next up, flyweight. Uh, Raulian Paiva. I hope I got that right. And then Zalgas uh, Zumagulov. Hope I got that. What? Uh, I'm guessing it's not ringing a bell. Doesn't sound familiar to me. So, no. Okay, let's move on to heavyweights. Uh, Marcin Tybira versus Alexander Romanov. Sound familiar? Nope. Nope. All right. Moving nope. on to the prelims. Uh, it's cool though, because these are all like no rank people that are trying to get into the top fifteen. They're showing it's up. Nice to... hearing of heavyweight prospects. Me too. Yeah. Abu Dhabi to fight. Yeah. I mean, like Francis Ngannou needs new people to fight, bro. So like, I want to see, I want to see some heavyweight prospects for sure. Yeah. And uh, well, other than other than John James. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we've got a. I know that this uh, division is already pretty stacked, but it's a lightweight fight. Uh, Leonardo Santos versus Roman Bogatov. Uh, he, B- Bogatov is nope. uh, undefeated. Ten, ten wins, zero losses. His debut too. In the UFC. Oh, his UFC debut. Hey. Mhm. So he's gonna be swinging for the fences. <laughs> Everybody's got something to prove in the debut. Swirl. Yeah. That's right. Do, uh, do UFC debuts usually go swirl. well, or do they? Do, uh, do, does it seem like it depends? Some have, some haven't. Gotcha. Unless they didn't see him punk get smoked on his debut. Yeah, well, Mickey Gall. Mickey Gall checked him out. Yeah. Uh, or submitted him. Let's see. Um, featherweight uh, fight. Uh, Maquan Amir Kahani. Amir Amir Kahani. I hope. I sorry, dude. I'm so sorry. Uh, I hope. Maquan Amir Kahani. Amir Kahani. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's what I'm going with. Uh, versus Danny Henry. Sounds good. Y'all look these up. Try to help me. <laughs> I don't have to yeah, do this on my own. I can't say them. Okay. Bro, I'm like, I can't even read. You <laughs> need me trying to fuck up this shit, so, too. Like, I'm trying, man. Uh, Connor's not reading ass to fuck up. Yeah, I'm going to fuck him up. I don't care. I love that I'm being challenged in this way, though. Because, you know, it's... The the Maquan guy had fought Shane Berger. Since his last was his, like, one of his last fights. Okay. That was uh, you said it was so Danny I Henry. I've seen I've seen no the Amir Khani. Maquan. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Mr. Finland. All right. Yeah. Then, yeah. Well, and then we've got a welterweight fight. I have to click through because this guy's name has ellipses in it, or maybe that's what the Zaleski dos Santos. Oh, is that his na- last name? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh. Yes, I don't know how to say the first one, but. The Muslim. Elizu. King of Kung Fu right there, man. Versus, uh. Muslim Zal. 
the king of kung fu. That's the king of kung fu. I'm pulling for him. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember. I remember that guy, the king of kung fu. Yeah, king of kung fu. Oh yeah. Anybody that does he fight like a kung fu style? Yeah. Hell yeah. That's cool. I like fighters that do like Wonder Boy has that very like karate like style. I like when you can see that in the in in hell. Like their stance and, and everything. Yeah, and how they fight. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. And then uh, we, we've got a light heavyweight fight. Uh, Zulkan Ozdemir versus Jiri Prochaska. What'd you call it? Prochaska? Prochaska? Is it Vul- Vulcan o- Ozdemir? Vulcan Ozdemir? I said Ozdemir. Is it Ozdemir? Yeah. Okay. No, I thought you said Zulkan. I was like, Jesus. I may have said Zulkan. Zoltan. Zoltan. Yeah. I, I, thought like, said, I thought you said Zoltan. I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" Vulcan Uzmir's been around for a while, but I think that's the other guy's debut as well. Okay, yeah, yeah. Most of and the guys you all have said it's their debut. They don't have pictures, so, so that's a very interesting debut for Vulcan, really Vulcan right. Uzmir. Yeah. It really sounds like it's not the they sa- they saved kind of a fucked up. Oh, sorry. What's up? That's kind of a fucked up. Uh, Debuted as be Vol- fight Vulcan Usamir. Like he's he's oh, yeah. decent. Like he, I mean, he's beat a lot of guys. I mean, in, like heavyweight means being like OSP, mm. Jimmy Manawa. Oh damn. Uh, okay. Anthony Smith beat him. He lost to, to DC, but he's beat uh, like the Air uh, Alir Latifi. Like he's beat some oh, yeah. decent names. So like, yeah. he's not a okay. So he's that's not kind of a rough debut. Means, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a hell of a debut for sure. It's like get ready, bro. You're about to fucking. You better earn your Wheaties today. Hell yeah. It's kind of like okay. Anthony Smith thinking he could be Glover Teixeira. <laughs> yeah, that dude. Yeah. St- I still think about him handing his teeth to uh, yeah, the bro. ref. That, See, that at least shit. they were fake. They were already fake. Yeah. At least that was, they were okay. already fake. Well, that's that's a plus. They were, ven- they were like veneers or whatever. Veneers, yeah. But yeah. still, man. Because like, yeah. I was wondering like when they were talking about that, I was like, how did he have his teeth knocked out and there wasn't any blood I was I was confused but mm, you know yeah. being veneers makes perfect fucking sense cause like they were already gone yeah can't lose well. what you don't have buddy <laughs> well uh moving on to the main card we've got women's they really saved all the names for the main card on this one we got a women's flyweight Amanda Rebus versus Paige Van Zant, which is gonna be Eight. An interesting fight. I'm fight island to see Paige Van Zant come back yeah. if, as long as she can stay healthy in this last two weeks. Yeah, yeah, right. for sure. Because it like she's a she's an interesting like a good fighter to watch, but she just she's injury seems like fuck, bro. Yeah, it's like she okay. breaks her arm. So she broke her arm like three times in training. Gotcha. I'm like, girl, you need to chill. I'm like, take your naked pictures on Instagram with your husband. I'm like, what is she? She been doing some crazy shit with her husband on Instagram. Yeah. What's her like? Her training is she breaking her arm in training? Like, what is she doing? Like, they be doing some weird double handstands, like climbing her husband's butt ass naked. Like, I don't know, dog. I'm bad that she's like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna hook you up the back of this car, and I'm gonna haul ass. I saw it on Instagram. Like, you can totally do this. She'd be doing these weird, like, couple challenges butt naked on Instagram, and that's like her arm. Like, it, yeah. it happens. Hey, man, I broke yeah, my arm watching Ninja Turtles. So. Connor broke his arm crossing the monkey bars. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's not my fault, though. Yeah, it's like fault. I did a front flip. <laughs> my fault. I did a front Bullshit. flip off the couch, 
and broke my arm. You know, in the beginning of Secret of the Ooze, <laughs> when they jumped down the stairs in the beginning yeah. and the title splashes up and drips down, I jumped off the couch That's when right. I was like six years old and uh, my <coughs> arm landed on the coffee table and snapped in like a 90 degree oh, angle, bro. Shit. And my grandfather. Calabunga, dude. Who, yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> and my grandpa was in the other room and had turned his hearing aids off to take a nap and left me in the living room <laughs> watching movies. And so I sat there crying for like two hours until my dad showed up and then took me to the hospital. And I had to get it rebroke it's not funny to set. It is. Yeah, dude, it was, it was pretty sh- I watched the whole movie, though, like crying. <laughs> Hell yeah. I watched that whole Ninja Turtle flip, yeah. bro. Go Ninja, go I, I Ninja, will, go. I, I, that's right. Shout yeah, out to nah, my man, Ice, for that shit. <laughs> See, Andy Andy says my arm wasn't his fault, but he's been talking to me trying to cross the monkey boy. Yeah. It was definitely well, your fault. It wasn't, yeah, well, it wasn't, I wasn't the one who told you to put your hands straight out when you hit the ground. You're the one that's like, I'll catch you if you fall. I'm like, I'm falling. No, I you're missed. fine. I'm falling. Oh, I didn't get. Yeah, again, I never. I never. I'm not the one that told you to put your fucking hands straight down to catch yourself, bro. What else am I gonna do? Tuck and roll, bro. You tuck and roll. I was like five. That's what I'm saying. Tuck and roll. Like, what are you gonna do at 23, 24, 25 years old? You gonna like put your hands straight out flat again when you fall to the ground? (laughs) I'm saying, are you gonna do it now? Still, like. I shouldn't I speak like, though. I, 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 I always <laughs> never tuck and roll. Like, I broke all the bones. I didn't either. I, I just hit my face, bro. I just hit my face. Dude, Good but you should think about it, man. I just fell and went to go catch myself and broke fucking shattered two, but the two bones above my wrist. But dude, I watched Andy eat shit on a skateboard and. I mean, I'm so. Yeah, I'm right. You're like Gumby. I've watched Andy get slammed on his head on concrete. I pushed him into a ceiling fan. Like, <laughs> he pushed I'm him into a ceiling fan? Things. I did. Off of a bunker. Top of a bunker. I pushed him off the top and he smacked his head on the ceiling fan. Oh my fan. god. <laughs> you ever go to Savage. sleep on, a, on the top bunk and wake up on the floor? Like, you just <laughs> fell off? Nope. That happened to me all the time, bro. I would I would wake up underneath the like bed. Shit. How the fuck nah, did you wild. do that like, I, and not wake up? Bro, no idea. Just mystery shit from childhood. I just have to fucking live with that shit. <laughs> I have no idea. Some ghost shit, man. Dude, one, one time I remember waking up when I was like real little, like four or five, in the middle of the night, walking into the living room, I had to go to the bathroom, and I was wearing like, shorts with no like no underwear on underneath and i uh shit on the way to the bathroom and just <laughs> dropped the log right there on the kitchen floor and was just like well i guess i'm done and turn around and went back and just jumped in bed and my dad woke up to like make eggs and pancakes or something and found it it was like yo ben what the fuck oh no just smushed into that snickers bar just <laughs> Oh god, that would be gross. I know we're th- we were just talking about the Amanda Rebus versus Paige Van Zandt fight, and everybody got all like hot and steamy Ooh, yeah, for wait. a second, and then I told that story. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyway, after that, what is, what is... <laughs> sorry. Ooh, it's the rematch after that. That's right. Yeah, Jessica Andrade versus Rose Namajunas, which I think uh, unilater- unilaterally we're all rooting for. Rose, not my units. Oh, gross. Oh, gross. Oh, gross. I mean, 
The best thing DC has ever done for this sport. Right there. Yeah, dude, I love it's him as a color chain. commentator, man. He's great. I, I love that... Doug Rose, Doug Rose Chant was the best thing he's done. Don't you think it's a little funny that when Joe Rogan and DC are commentating, they move Joe to be the... the Not the play-by-play, but the... Uh, the like uh, the analysis, and they use uh, DC as like the color commentator when Joe's a comedian and DC is a fighter. But they switch that <laughs> whenever they're there. For that. But bro, you gotta think Joe's been doing it since like since the start. Like, yeah. he's been there for forever. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so and, like and he knows, at least he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, and I think mo- from most people, they kind of it seems like everybody agrees. Like Joe Rogan knows what he's talking about. Like I have to just take it on yeah. everybody's word, but I, I usually what he says I hold in high regard, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Joe Rogan, he's got the knowledge. I mean, him and Mike Goldberg, man, they were like, if you mm. go back and watch the old fights and how excited they used to get, yeah, dude, that's that's the shit I miss. Like, you, you get the occasional like you know DC and Joe Anik and all that, they get like a hype, but like not that level of hype that like Mike Goldberg and Joe Rogan will get on together. Hell yeah, that's cool. Yeah. It'd be cool if the I I should just go back and watch old fights and see it. Go back and watch the one uh, the Cain Velasquez on uh, on ESPN Plus. Go on and watch the UFC Unleashed or Reloaded, um, and watch the uh, Cain Velasquez Brock Lesnar card. It has um, it's Shane Carwin and Junior Santos, Cain and Brock and uh, John Jones and Ryan Bader. They get pretty excited. That's a good. Time. It's a good card. Yeah. It's, a good, it's, cool. it's just the three fights, at, but it's a good one. I watched that one at I watched that uh, that car that King Velasquez went at Boss Man's house when it oh, happened. Cool. That was amazing. Wasn't Ben oh, yeah. with you with that one? I don't, I don't remember know. what. That, I don't remember who we watched fight that night. I, it had to be at least a decent pay per view. That was it. Yeah. For some, it was that. No, if you were there, that was it. That was the one I remember you being at. Okay. Well, then, yeah, that was it. I guess King Velasquez. I thought that was it. What? Yeah, there's somebody in that's wild. Destiny Lab was lost OBX NC two five two. Who the fuck is this? Who this? <laughs> that's weird. We'll find out. Who are you? Yeah, who the fuck is To get back on topic, you think Rose Namajunas is gonna let go of the arm bars? <laughs> the big I don't question is what that is. Position where that's gonna happen? Yeah, I, I hope not either. Yeah, I th- I hope she waylays her ass and just strike strikes her out. You know, that'd be cool. But anyway, I mean, shout out to Jessica Andrade, but I just favor Rose Namajunas in this. Nah. Um, but bantamweight title bout, Peter Yawn or Piotr? Is it Piotr? Piotr Yawn versus Jose Aldo? Bro, I kind of want to figure out who this is. What do y'all think about that? Like, uh, Bro, I'm going for Jose. I don't care. I'm going for Jose Aldo. I, so I, I'm kind of rooting for heart, Piotr Jan. I was going to say, in my heart, I want Jose to win it, but I know he's not going to, so I'm pulling for old Piotr. Yeah. Yeah, it, I think it, he's I interesting Jose, as the... He's cool, but, like, mm-hmm. my thing with Jose is it's just, like, he's always constantly trying to figure out his formula and, like, get back on track, and it's like he never really gets back on track, man. Like, Conor McGregor faltered him as a human, and he's never really bounced back, and it sucks. Yeah, it's weird. So, it's it's hard to put, like, false hope into him every time he fights, just knowing he's going to lose already. Like, I would love to be proved wrong, but I feel like he's just done. He's just done. Yeah, and I mean, his the last fight he was in, that decision, I don't know if I necessarily agreed with too much. 
think, oh, I don't either. Nah, he yeah. he he definitely he won, won that. If you one. go back and and look at the the actual scorecards, Jose Aldo won. Yeah. <laughs> but after that, co-main title fight rematch: Alexander Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway. I I recently rewatched the I think first Max Holloway's one. gonna get it this time. And Alex, yeah, they both put on too. great performances. This is going to be really interesting. I don't know if I can really call it because uh, I love Max Holloway. I'm pulling for Max. I, I really like Alexander Volkanovsky, especially after watching the first fight. Like he just he handled himself like a champion that day, and I I appreciated that as a oh fight. for sure. But I want Max to well Max to win w- with so the he hair, can have the belt, and fight Brian Ortega. Ooh. I want him to fight Brian again for the belt again. Yeah, that, I want that rematch, bro. bro. I, want... I feel like if as long, I mean, I f- honestly feel like it would have been a different fight if Brian Ortega wouldn't have broke his hand. Broke his hand. Me too. I feel that's like what that, that really is what that fucked him it. up was him breaking his hand in the beginning of the fight. And I mean, to go four rounds with Max Holloway landing six hundred shots on you, like uh, as with yeah, a broken I mean, the hand, doctor like, stopped you know, it. So yeah, so yeah, he no, wasn't I, trying I to stop it. it. Yeah. I mean, they're friends now, so that's what matters. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. The, in yeah, the last, Max to win it, bro. Bring back the blessed era. Yeah, they they counted at, at least around like the fourth or fifth round. I think it was in the fifth. Alexander Volkanovsky had landed sixty-eight leg kicks on Max Holloway. Not all super effective, but just in total. But still, that's getting, yeah. that's, I mean, that dude's legs are huge. Huge, ridiculously huge. But. Yeah, they're like uh, like chicken drumsticks. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that's the co-main. I'm really looking forward to that. And it'll be cool during fight week when we re-record and we have a little bit of build-up of like them to do impress. I just I know that Max said he's keeping the hair that we saw, but I I really hope he keeps it <laughs> for the fight. That would be so great. <laughs> He looked like Jimmy Neutron. Is it going to have many blessed with him or not? Yeah, both with the that hair dude. He looked like Kramer, right? <laughs> well, same with them having limited, uh, like you know, limited people with him. If he's going to take many blessed with him or not, if he's going to leave him at home. Oh yeah, he might not go. Being over at Nabi Dhabi too. I'm like, I don't know if we had to go with him. Yeah, damn. So I'm like, I wonder if that's going to be a thing because I don't know if many blessed ever missed the like missed many of his fights. So like it's like a damn a good luck thing or a bad luck thing like I don't know. Yeah. Hey, I guess we'll find out. It'd be cool if he. We'll what if he out, had him yeah. in his corner? <laughs> right. <laughs> the minibus is his corner man. Yeah. That just pulls a Mike Perry. Just just has his son. Just put an ice pack on him. Just have my son. That would, <laughs> but dude. he'd be in there dancing and shit like. <laughs> That would be so he dope. Even be doing up. Yeah. Max would be all like, "Yo, let me get the ice," and maybe must be in there dancing and shit like he always yeah. does. How old is that kid? Like five, six? Older than that? I don't. I have no idea. I can't. He's even, older than that. Okay. I can't even gauge it. I don't know, anymore. dude. I have no idea how old any kid is. I just go, "Oh, that's a kid." <laughs> right. They could be eighteen years old, and I'm like, "That's a kid." What? What was that, Connor? I'm sorry. I said, I know how old Andy's kid in his head, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Andy, are you going to do the thing? Uh, sorry, I'm derailing for a second, but are you going to be the, the dad that says, like, uh, like once it, once the kid hits a year, are you just going to be like, yeah, my kid's a year old? Or are you going to do, like, the, she's 18 months old? You know, are you going to go that I'm far? That bullshit, bro. Yeah. I'll say, like, a year and whatever. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do that months or weeks. She's like, oh, yeah, my kid's 37 weeks old. I'm like, I'm like, why don't you just say your kid's... Do the quick math on that? I'm like, I'm like, I don't fucking know. I was like, congrats. That means your child was born 37 weeks ago. I'm like, all right. Yeah. There's just... Every week has... You know, they're, they're counting every week. It's so precious, man. That's <laughs> right. It's, yeah, it's precious, all right. Yeah, but you don't have to also do it like that. The lack of sleep is precious. <laughs> Yeah, any amount of sleep you can get, I imagine, is pretty precious. Let's see. But anyway, back to the main event. The main event: Kamaru fucking Usman versus Gilbert Burns. I know I was like weird on this fight at first, but now I'm super stoked for it. Uh, so I apologize for saying once that I, I, that I, that I would gave any static on this fight. <laughs> I stand corrected. I'm wearing orthopedic shoes. Hey. But, uh, I, well, predictions? I got a. F- I'm going Gilbert Burns. I'm going for Gilbert Burns, too, bro. He's hungry. I do. That, that's what I'm worried about for Usman. I, I, I like Usman as a, like, a, a champion. I, I'm not the biggest on like uh, you know I, I I don't care about him too much as a person not because I've seen him as a person and made the choice not to but uh, just that I don't know but I I think uh, from what I've seen of his fights shout out to him but uh, I don't know I got I think Gilbert Burns might pull out the win just on this tear he's on dude I mean he you know Kamaru beat Tyron Woodley. Sure. Yeah. Gilbert Burns destroyed Tyron Woodley. Mm. Like, yeah. I mean, right. You know, it, it, that's the difference in it. Like, you know, he knocked out Damian Maya in under like in, like in the first round. He mm-hmm. Dominated Tyron Woodley the whole time. Like Tyron Woodley. Like, there's a difference in like the way Kamara who's been dominated Woodley versus Gilbert Burns dominated Woodley because like Woodley didn't look like he even cared or tried in Kamara's fight. Mm-hmm. He looked like he was trying to get Gilbert Burns and he just got his ass whooped. Yeah. And I mean, he, he said the same thing. He, he he felt like he showed up, but Gilbert Burns showed up and then some. Like, you know, it was just, you know, he like I said, he outclassed. Like, I mean, Kamaru, you know, he kind of, and the Kobe fight was, shows that Kamaru's stand-up's not the best. Like, it's good. And, like, you know, he landed good shots and, you know, he did TKO him, but, like, it, I feel like if you know he was talking all that shit against Tyron Woodley, oh, I'm the I'm the biggest digger in this, or what do you say? I dig the deepest, or some shit like that. I don't know how he words it. I, <laughs> I was really Tyron hoping I was gonna have to go back and bleep that out for a second. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, no. He, I can't like he worded it really weird. He's like, nobody. I'm the biggest digger in this welterweight division, and nobody. I got the biggest shovel. I don't know. Like he didn't really make okay. much sense to me in that interview, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was. Like if you want to bleep it out, bleep it out. Like, no, 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 no. It's fine. We, I heard what you said was exactly. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. it came off wrong, but yeah. no, no, it didn't. Yeah, I'm. No. If anything, I'm Not putting that on there that. for comedic effect. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like I feel like he says how he can like you know bite down and he he gets down the worst. I'm like I feel like he was somehow he was gonna whoop Kobe's ass and I don't. He did in a way. But I feel like he kind of took Kobe, Kobe for really, granted, and Kobe really handed him that work too. I don't even yeah. like giving him the credit, but like he was he was holding his own. It wasn't like Kamaru was, was going out yeah, there and until he broke the his jaw. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. It's like once he broke his jaw, you know, that, or you know, dislocated his jaw or whatever. That was kind of the end for Colby's dumbass. Yeah. Yeah. It, I don't foresee him. I mean, and Gilbert and him know each other pretty well with him, you know, originally training on the same team. So. Yeah, that's I just feel like I, I, has the better stand up and has good wrestling to go with it. That's a really interesting layer to that bro. fight. Yeah, because Kamaru's that wave. training with uh, Trevor Whitman and uh, Gaethje right mm-hmm. now. Have you? Did you see mm-hmm. them like trading body shots on each other on Instagram? Yeah. Oh my dude! Like, shout out to them, man. I know Gaethje's a lightweight, but it, they're they're in the same spectrum, like welterweight and lightweight are right next to each yeah. other. Yeah, twenty pounds apart. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a uh, interesting times, man. It's going to be uh, weird to see two people that train together have to go through. Because, like, usually, like, uh, I always wonder, like, when you play when you play the UFC game, they make you go to a different training camp. And it's always on you. It's never on the other person to change up camps. And I've wondered if, in real life, does that ever become a problem? Like, people, like two people that train at the same camp, like... What if, like, Dustin Poirier and Jorge Masvidal had to fight each other? You know? It would be, like... They've done that. But American Top Team's done that more than once. Yeah. I wonder how they split they that They just up. have different sets of coaches. Yeah. Different like, coaches yeah, they, different they, like, yeah, they have, like, the coaches... Um, like, they don't... I think they either get their the people to pick their corners, but, like, about, like, with their other fighters that they, and one coach. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when they're training them, they... They don't train them. They have like other. They make sure they have like you know, people that help them spar and shit like that. And they try to keep it you know unbiased as possible. Yeah. Man, imagine getting like imagine feeling some type of way like any kind of favoritism towards one coach and not getting them and feeling like the deck was already stacked against you because you're like, well, he's got the good head coach. Like fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they feel that way like secretly by themselves. Like they may not say it. I mean, I'm sure there but... is. They they're more comfortable with. A certain coach, if they train with them more, and yeah, it's like you know, they they know how that one operates a little better than another coach in the gym. So I'm sure there is like a favoritism thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hopefully they understand those relationships and go, hey, we should pair them up this way. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that wraps it up. Uh, UFC 251 on Fight Island. What what date is that supposed to be? Uh, July fourteenth. It's July eleventh. Sorry. Oh, it was the eleventh. July eleventh. I'm sorry. The fourteenth yeah. is a Tuesday. Sorry, sorry. Brandy came in and kissed me on the head. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But uh, what were you saying? Andy. Oh, I said I said the fourteenth, but that was a Tuesday. Gotcha. Okay. The next the next fight was a Wednesday. It was the eleventh, the fifteenth, and then the eighteenth. Gotcha, dude. It's weird that it, that they're doing some during the day. Are we gonna be able to watch them here in the states? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Good. And I'm so excited for Fight Island now that they've actually showed that it's fucking outside. It's so crazy. So like they fight, they fought in Abu Dhabi before this. So I don't, I don't know why they didn't use the same place. But I think the aspect of being it, on the beach is pretty fancy. Yeah. Well, it was even outside in the last spot too. Well, like, there's like a giant, yeah. There's like a giant canopy kind of set up. Gotcha. Yeah. Because I was saying it was so hot in there because they were technically outside. I wonder. 
Now I'm thinking about it. Where the sun rises on what is it? Yas Island. Yas Island. <laughs> yes. I wonder if the sun is gonna rise, because depending on where it is, if it's if it's coming off the water, it may create shooting problems. They may want it to come off of the the island side, so that they have trees kind of masking it. So the sun comes up. And it kind of just has that morning glow to everything. Yeah. Before yeah. It's just... And then, like, droning out all the fucking picture. Yeah, because as soon as that sun starts beating on them, like, I would feel, like, I wonder if the if the main event is starting at 6 a.m. our time. The, uh, or, uh, the, sorry, the first fight on the main card is starting at 6 a.m. our time. Or, that's our time. Uh, 6 a.m. their time in Abu Dhabi. I'm sorry. I'm getting this all fucked up. Uh, 6 a.m. their time. 9 p.m. our time. What time do you think it's going to be when they're having that main event? There's one, two, three, four, five. Probably like midnight, 1 a.m. Depending on how quick they are. Yeah, so maybe like midnight, 1 a.m. here. So like... It's like three hours. 11 or like 9 there? 10, 9 or 10? Yeah. And then... That means it's going to be like nine a.m. for them during at the like during the main event. I guess that's fine. Nine a.m. It's not too hot at nine a.m. I've never been to Abu Dhabi. Yeah, I've never been to Abu Dhabi either. I got it like that. Well, shit. Anyway, uh, games gauntlet. What have y'all been up to? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't even played anything this week. I've yeah. been so fucking busy with work. Yeah. <laughs> anytime that I, other than the fact that we played Rainbow Six Vegas too, like Terrasant. <laughs> yeah. I haven't played anything games gauntlet related just because of work. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, for the uninitiated, Games Gauntlet is this year-long competition we're in. Uh, it's broken into three segments. I realize we should probably say this for new yeah. listeners because we're probably like we're hoping to get more and more, so we may as well be saying it. Uh, but the uh, yeah, uh, whoever it's a Mario Kart style for every season. So like, uh, if we if you if you get first place, you get ten points, uh, eight whatever, and you earn one point for every game, and then at the end we tally everything. You'll figure it out as we go along like any other board game or competition. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I'm on the last mission of Saints Row 4. Oh, cool. Then, like right now? I just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I kinda, when I got when I played on <laughs> Sunday, I got to the last mission and stopped and oh, yeah. didn't play. I didn't play yesterday, and then I have everyone on Destiny while we were talking today. Oh, cool. And so that's about it. Is Sound Saints Row Four story good, or is it just like really funny and over the top? I mean, it's it's weird because you have like superpowers and shit. Yeah. So like, and like you get can you get like your your character's like the president of the United States. You get abducted <laughs> by aliens and stuck in like a computer program, and it, it's wild, man. Like it's. I mean, it's just it's the same like cartoony style. Like, the music sucks in this one. Like the last one had you know Tyler like Tyler Creator songs and like Yellow Wolf and had decent songs. This one kind of sucks, but yeah, it's so. I mean, it's it's a fun game to be what it is, but like yeah, it's not one that you take seriously. Like it's I threw cheats in as soon as I started just to Got bypass you. a bunch of shit and like upgrade all my guns and be good to go. Okay, 
it's it's so weird because I only ever played the first one, and I, all I remember it being was like it was like a gang game, like it was GTA with gangs, yeah. and it was like pretty much the same thing. Really, it's still it's like the generic version of GTA. Yeah, but yeah, it, the Saints is still like, like a huge gang oriented thing. Gotcha. Hmm. I just it, to me it was just it looked like they were like okay it's like we're clearly making a GTA clone and the only other thing that differentiates us is this gang thing, so let's just go whole hog into being this wacky silly over the top like GTA gets there but they do it in like kind of like a classy kind of way where this just seems like unabashed tongue in cheek silliness. Pretty much yeah. Yeah. I mean there's that one part in Saints Row. Second or third, when you were in the pimp suit, you know the huge ass dildo you beat people with. <laughs> yeah, they, this is all of them. They gave those away to the people in the ga- like games media as presents. Big purple dildos back then. They they would not do any <laughs> co- company would not do that nowadays. But it's I remember That's that. What I'm saying, yeah. man. Yeah, man. But um, yeah. I've been playing. I'm still playing The Last of Us Part Two. Brandy and I are kind of. Taking our time with it, it's uh, it's definitely heavy. I see where it's going now. I I, f- I feel like I'm in like the, the like the, definitely in like the third quarter, chunk, of the game. I'm probably like 16 hours, 17 hours in, and out of like roughly 25 hours, it's gonna take take me to finish it. So I'm almost near the end, and uh, it's really good. It's like uh. Um, once you see what they're doing, you're like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing. But at the same time, every, like Brandy and I will like pause and be like, so what do you think is going to happen next? And we'll kind of like vibe out what we think. And I'm not always right. It's like, uh, it, 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 something very similar to what I think will happen, but it's always way, it's done completely differently than I would think and makes way more sense. And is like, not so surface level as to what I'm predicting. Like I, I get to the old, the, the, uh, we get to the same destination. They just do it in a more nuanced way. They're just better storytellers. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Uh, it's, 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 uh, you know, everybody talked about how like overtly violent this game was. And I remember even talking to y'all on the podcast saying I had concerns that it was going to be like too violent. It's definitely violent. By no means is it not. But at every moment where it, it would be like almost too much, they do the tasteful cutaway. So I'm like, oh, okay. Like I went into this thinking it was going to be like way over the top. And they may show you like a flash of it, maybe. And like, uh, but like outside of it, like there's no hanging shots on grotesque body horror it was like everything so it's not like watching Django and watching that guy get eaten by a dog uh during the gameplay it can be kind of fucked up uh the the, the gameplay there is like there's a level of dissonance where like the uh, uh, light spoilers I'm not gonna get into much but listen I would feel safe listening to this if I hadn't played it um the story is very like um, the balance of violence and how it affects the people around us and there's moments and and how the cycle of violence perpetuates itself until someone makes the decision to stop Uh, 
and, and there are moments where like the one of the main characters Ellie kills somebody and she'll say to herself oh I shouldn't have done that but then like it's so completely different from the gameplay where you are you do feel like you're in the situation where you have to do these things like it's either I do this or I die and everything was for nothing so I have to, so there is a way to connect the the crazy shit that you can do when you're playing the game by yourself uh like mm-hmm. I, i've done overtly violent shit i put like uh uh like uh doing like uh rope swing jump off knife attacks and then like slide on my back pull out a molotov and throw it at the people running towards me and just lit them all on fire like i've done some cool shit uh but it's yeah. it's really uh it's it's distant from what the game is trying so you are capable of doing those things but you're also like i would like to see somebody that tries to play through the game uh without that dissonance that uh or without that dichotomy of like uh like they're trying to play through it's almost like trying to play through gta with stopping at the red lights it's like uh, it, it's very hard <laughs> Bro, to. That's a terrible idea. Yeah, like you, you immediately want to pick up the guns and just blast the first person you see and just keep playing from the hospital. You know, like just start there, run out, yeah. get chaos started, and then respawn and keep doing it. Um, yeah, you you almost like you want to play the game that way, but it would be very interesting to see somebody like try to stealth their way through it because you can. The game does clever things where, like, the way you get out of these encounters is by getting to a door and pressing and holding triangle, and it... Sorry, I bumped my mic. Uh, and it taking time to uh, open it. And so it creates these tense moments if you didn't kill everybody. Uh, otherwise, it's, like, really silent, kind of chilling moments of you covered in blood opening a door uh, and pushing through after you just whooped everyone's ass. Um, oh, Andy disappeared. Uh... Yeah, he had to help Kayleen with Stella. Oh, okay. Um, but then uh, there's also moments of like... Uh, oh, but like it ends with those things. So you can... Like I've done things where I created a fuss and I ran. I made a beeline to the door and I'm pushing it while I can hear the things running at me. And I'm like, oh shit, just get the door open. Go, 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 go. And it creates those moments. <laughs> but there's also... Uh, moments where I could imagine stealthing my way through, creating a distraction to get everybody to look away, and then just push through the door and get through. And then you could do it without killing anybody. Uh, it would just take a lot of skill. You'd have to be really, really good. Uh, and I try, for the most part, to stealth my way around until I feel like I'm pinned down and I'm like, okay, well, I've got an option. I could take this dude out now. Uh, probably the worst part of the whole game is... is uh, people sicking dogs on you and you happen to be like okay am i gonna try to outrun this dog and i know it can smell me and they show you how it smells you and it's like oh shit like i uh and i'm not gonna lie i've i've left trip mines in my my scent trail so that they fucking trip it and blow the fuck up like i you you get put in situations where you're like you're looking at the encounter space and you're like okay i have to get here to there and there's all of these factors and you either play the game I'm going to try to make my way through this without being a complete murderous monster. Or I can choose to do this tactically and not give a fuck because fuck these people for what they have done. But uh, it's weird to uh, 
I don't know. I don't want to get into too many spoiler territories, but it's weird to uh, to see where the story's going and be like, oh man, like I, I, w- I, w- I wish I could talk to the main character and talk them out of what they're doing. Because it's <laughs> what this mission, what you have in mind, I have to go along this journey with you. And it's super compelling and it gives you all of the reason to want to do it, to go on it. But at the same time, you know where the story's going and you know. You just don't know how they're going to do it, and every time they, they, they give you the next bit as I'm, or every time they give me the next bit, I get a little. It's it's way more nuanced than I thought it was going to be, and uh, and it's it's uh, it throws me for a loop, and I'm like, okay, cool, you got to that destination by going that way. Oh, okay, cool. It's uh, it's it's interesting, uh, but I'll, by the next time we record, I'll probably have finished it. But uh, we don't have to talk about too much more because Andy had to split. I imagine we're not going to be able to record PBA, but if we can, I'm down to do it. Um, yeah, I don't hate how he's helping her with the baby, so I don't know. Yeah, we can figure it out later we this week. Wait till tomorrow. Yeah, we can figure it out. But uh, yeah, that was episode 36 of the Out of the Map podcast. Uh, thank you again for listening. Uh, if you're... Uh, uh, looking to listen to the podcast audio only or if you already are listening to it thank you uh, but go to anchor.fm slash out of the map and it will link you to spotify youtube radio public uh, pocket casts uh, our instagram our website uh, which is out of the map.net everything so check us out Sh- share us with your friends like and subscribe all that shit um uh, connor you got anything to add Fuck Colby Covington. <laughs> Can't let him go. <laughs> Someone should keep a spreadsheet of how many times we end the show with that. A lot. Yeah. It's almost every episode. <laughs> well, yeah, I think we, we forgot it last, last week, so I couldn't forget it. Yeah. yeah. If he didn't suck, so if he, if he was such a shit person, we wouldn't say it, but yeah. he sucks. So. Yeah. Fuck him. <laughs> cool. Thank you for watching. Or listening. Both. Or both.